This weekend, we celebrate the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. This is the second to the last Sunday in the church year. Next weekend, we celebrate the Feast of Christ the King, the last Sunday in our church year, and then we will be uh, on to Advent. So it's, it's all coming up very quickly. The readings that we hear at this time of year can be a little depressing for us. We might kind of feel like this is sort of gloom and doom. We're talking about the end of the world and death and judgment and all those things. And uh, so, you know, many of us would maybe rather be home planning our Thanksgiving menu or hanging Christmas lights or something like that. But the church is calling us at this time to be mindful of what is to come those last days. And today we are called to listen, to listen to the word of God. And in doing that, we should have no worry or fear about what is to come or when it is to happen, because we trust in God's love and mercy. In our gospel story this morning, we hear the disciples asking Jesus, when? When is this going to happen? Now, the disciples along the way uh, struggle a bit with what's happening with Jesus. They don't fully understand the plan, and so they're always a page or two behind, it seems, in, in what's going on. The disciples really don't get it. They don't yet understand the plan of salvation that the Father has, and so they are not really listening to what's going on, not really listening very well. And we know in our own life that we can have this noise that keeps us from listening or from really hearing what God is trying to tell us. And sometimes that's a physical noise, and sometimes it's a spiritual noise or a psychological noise, thoughts that come into our head and kind of distract us. So there's this idea of noise that we have to attend to and be careful about. If you've ever been in a party or a situation, a social situation where you're in a crowded room and you're trying to have a conversation with somebody, you have a really good sense of this. This noise is all around and you're trying to talk to this person in front of you. And yet if you go in the next room and close the door, it's, it's a lot easier to have that conversation. The noise kind of dissipates and you can focus on that person that you're trying to talk to. And Jesus gives us similar advice, doesn't he, about how we are to pray. He talks about when you want to pray, go into your inner room, your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. What he's saying is, get rid of the noise. Go to that quiet place and pray to your Father in secret. Our gospel tells us today that we do not know the day or the hour. The angels don't know it. Jesus doesn't know it. Only the Father. It's the Father's business about when this world will end. And so where does that leave us this morning? How do we prepare our hearts for that day when we will be called home? Well, it seems to me we can go back and kind of look at the life of Jesus on this earth and kind of see how things progressed along the way. We know that God sent his son to save a fallen world, a world that wouldn't listen. 
And we can go back to Adam and Eve in the garden. They were told they could enjoy this beautiful paradise, but just this one tree, don't touch that tree. And they didn't listen. They offended God. They sinned. And so we had this situation where they weren't listening very well, and the world changed forever because of that. And of course, we know in the time of Moses that the people did not listen very well to what God was telling them. They were worshiping all these false gods and doing all these things that were offending God terribly. They weren't listening very well. We have some great examples of good listeners, fortunately, in the New Testament. We can look to Mary and Joseph and look at their lives and sort of model our lives after them. When we think about the Annunciation, here is Mary, a teenage girl who's about to be married, and she finds out that God has this whole different plan for her life. And that must have initially been very upsetting and kind of jarring when she heard that news. And yet she listened to God's plan, she accepted it, and she went forward with it. And almost immediately after she hears that news that she is pregnant, with the Son of God by the Holy Spirit. She heads off to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Now, ladies, I know some of you have probably carried children, and you know that being pregnant and taking a donkey ride, you know, several miles away would not be the most enjoyable thing in the world, right? And yet they listened, and they followed what God was asking them to do. And then, of course, after the birth of Jesus, the flight to Egypt, and then finally, we hear about the finding in the temple. That very last thing that we know about Jesus before we have this period of time that we call the hidden years. From the time that Jesus was about 12 years old until he was probably about 30 years old when he begins his public ministry. And that public ministry begins in a very interesting way. He goes off into the desert for 40 days to pray to the Father, to prepare for this work that he is to do, and he's tempted. He's tempted by Satan. Now, Jesus was fully God and fully man, and he could have in his divinity just dismissed Satan right out of there and said, I don't want to deal with this today, but he didn't do that. In his humanity, he used scripture to battle against Satan. Man does not live by bread alone, and so on. He used scripture to battle against Satan, the word of God. And of course, Jesus then comes out of the desert and he begins his public ministry with this beautiful miracle at the wedding at Cana. And he's sitting there and they ran out of wine and he's sitting there and his Jewish mother says, get up and take care of this, son. It's time. You need to begin this ministry. And so he begins that ministry by doing that beautiful miracle. Jesus, throughout his public ministry, is preparing his disciples for Calvary. He's preparing them for what is to come. And they're not really listening and they're not really understanding. They're struggling to understand what it is that is going to happen. They really didn't 
get it. If we want to get a sense of the beauty of Jesus' relationship, not only with his disciples, but with us, we can go to John chapter 17. That entire chapter is called the prayer of Jesus. And it's his prayer to the Father before he goes in to the Last Supper to meet his death eventually. And these words are contained in that chapter from John. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. Consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. My brothers and sisters, we live in a time when there is a lot of confusion. There's a lot of worry and a lot of anxiety, and we hear about this all the time. And we can attend to newscasts and read newspapers and podcasts and all kinds of things that sort of distract us away from this truth that we're talking about this morning. We really need to tune our ears in to listen to the Word, the Word with a capital W, the Word of God that brings us life and peace and hope. At this time of year, the church is reminding us of who we are. We are the children of God. We have been called by God and loved by God into being. And we shouldn't worry about this earthly life and when the end is going to come, because we know who we are and we know where we're going. The goal of our earthly life is to be in heaven with God at the end of our life. And so what do we need to do? We need to listen. Not to the voices out there that are telling us all kinds of different things that are confusing and disturbing, but to the voice of the one who created us, the God who loves us. That is the voice that we are called to listen to, the voice of truth with a capital T. The light of Christ is in every one of our hearts. We were created in the image and likeness of a loving God. You know, sometimes when I'm reflecting on scriptures, my wife and I do this together and kind of come together and talk about what God is calling uh, people to hear on a particular time. And one of the words that is beautiful for me, that kind of brings me peace, is from Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. My brothers and sisters, this is a time when we are called to go into that stillness, to go into that silence where we meet our loving God and we can hear his voice and receive what he wants to give us. It is in that stillness where we will always find Jesus waiting for us, waiting to bring us his truth. And so let us not be anxious or worried or fearful at all about when that day will come. We know who we are. We know where we're going. And God loves us. Amen.